gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Queuing Up Podcast. This is another kind of short episode on something that I am uh, currently watching and going to like briefly update here and there. So this episode is going to be just me by myself again. Your host, Damien Rocha Jr. I don't know if I said that. If I did, I apologize. going to give you this now. It is, is a spoiler-filled episode for the first two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you do not want any of this like explained to you, don't want me to go through all my thoughts and allegations and stuff like that. Not allegations, thoughts and like theories is the word I was looking for. And you don't want anything spoiled for you for the first two episodes. I suggest just skipping this whole episode and come back to it once you watch the first two episodes. All right, you uh, take the time to click off, do that. Because if you're still hearing this, I'm going to start spoiling it now. About three, two, one. So, the first episode, it kind of, it was really nice and relieving seeing these new, uh, like, not, you know, hour and a half to three and a half hour, like, movies. It's nice to actually get stuff drawn out and really fleshed out in a about 40 minute span, if even that. I think it's like 30 minutes. Because they have a lot of credits. But we see Falcon really kind of struggling with what was meant by Captain America when uh, he asked Sam, how does how's it feel? Which he's referring to his shield when Sam was holding his shield. And Sam replies with, like it belongs to somebody else. Captain America then says one last thing, it doesn't. So for his first whole interaction, he is dealing with, like, he's contemplating giving up the shield because he believes that he does not deserve it, that it's not his, that it's Steve's, and only Steve's. Because he believed that Steve had a legacy and his shield is the legacy and he does not want to do anything to disrupt it and or hurt it in any way, shape, or form. So he gives it up to a museum. And while he's giving it up to the museum, you see Bucky, or Winter Soldier. And Bucky is in therapy. It's not just a normal therapy, it's like a a government therapy, like militarized government therapy. And it's basically like she's... The doctor is not your normal doctor. She won't be like, how does that make you feel? How are you doing? She straight up told him, you're being an idiot. And you're telling me a bunch of bullshit. Like, word for word, you're telling me a bunch of bullshit. Because he's been having this reoccurring nightmare about a man who he who he murdered a while back when he was still the Winter Soldier. And he found the person's dad. And he is dealing with that because we find out that the therapist wants Bucky to go out and, you know, kind of amend everything try his best to fix what he's taken broken and or killed because he no longer is the winter soldier he is james buchanan barnes or bucky so it's like that whole aspect of where we actually get to see him kind of in a sense paying for his consequences more than just oh you know i killed tony stark's parents it's like, no, 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 you've done a lot more stuff that they're bringing up. And it's it's very nice seeing that. Well, 
cut later into the like see in that first episode we see Sam come back and start talking to his family after you know all this stuff with like the military and everything because he's he's hunting down these people called the flag smashers and these flag smashers are people who all he knows at this point is that they want to make the world as it was before the blip before everyone came back so with that you meet his sister you meet his nephews and we find that his sister is selling the boat without asking him and you know we get to see the other side of the blip he was gone for five years but she wasn't because Sam's parents sadly passed away while he was gone from if I'm not mistaken don't quote me but we actually get to see like his reaction to his sister making decisions without him because Sam kind of takes up the lead like I'm you know I'm here to be the head of the family and she's like no you're not you were here but then you weren't so don't come around my house telling me what I should do with my life when you weren't even here to be a part of it for five years which, you know, really got to Sam, but he's really trying to help her. He really is. Then we go back to uh, Bucky, who uh, he's just kind of odd. He doesn't have a bed. He has that stereotypical, like, oh, he's in a, look, this is a guy's apartment, where all he has is, I think, a chair, a TV, and the ground. That is it. And he's just struggling because his best friend is gone, and he just doesn't really know what to do. So towards the end of this episode, we kind of see, uh, I believe his name is Torres. Torres is a friend of Sam who's in the military. And Torres is, uh, he kind of was supposed to stand back and keep tracking the Flag Smashers. But, you know, he's the kind of person that's like, well, if I can get the information and find things out, I'm going to, right? So what he does is he takes matters into his own hands. And he secretly gets a hold of, like, this, like, meeting area. And then he's like, okay, what do we do? Well, these people show up, start handing out masks, he puts it on. He notices a guy robbing a bank. And he goes, okay, I'm going to stop that guy, right? Well, that guy is pretty strong. Absurdly strong. So strong that he picked up Torres by the back of his, I think it was the back of his belt, and, like, whipped him into a light post, then stepped on his face, breaking his orbital. And... When I say he picked him up and whipped him, he was a clear 30 to 40 feet away from the pole, which gives us the fact that he is abnormally strong. So it kind of like got us like, okay, what the hell is this? Well, at the end of this episode, we see both. No, actually, we just see Sam's reaction when he's talking to Torres because Torres explains to him, you know, like who this guy is. And he shows him the video that he had of this guy beating the actual piss out of him. Right. At the end of this video. We see Sam, uh, Sam's sister, telling him, you know, Sam, you're going to want to watch this. You're not going to believe what happened. So as Sam is like, okay, I'm going to stop talking to Torres, he watches the TV after his sister turns it on. Sam sits there and watches the guy who he gave the shield to, who is like the owner of the museum, and I think he's the commanding, or he's a chief in police, or like, I forgot what he was. I think it, I don't know if that was the president of the United States actually that he was talking to. I never, I didn't really pay attention to that part. But uh, this guy went behind Sam's back and he didn't use it as a mo like a memento to remember Captain America. He used it as a new way to find a new Captain America, which you can clearly see the pain and regret in Sam's face when he introduces John Walker, the new captain america 
And for some of you who don't know who John Walker is, John Walker is the U.S. agent in Marvel Comics. He's like Captain America, except more lethal. So imagine Punisher, but follows the government. But kind of like, he's kind of, he uses guns. He uses any way necessary to take down the target, whereas Captain America will try to stray away from killing you. Right? He believes in the system. He believes everything that works. And he doesn't follow the government 100%. He doesn't. Because, you know, we've seen that in Civil War. He doesn't follow what he believes is wrong. But U.S. agent will do anything for the government because that's who he is. So, kicking off the second episode, we see Bucky's point of view on how he feels about all of this. And you can clearly tell that he's not sad or regretful like Sam is. He's pissed off. Like, really pissed off. So pissed off to the point where this man comes out of wherever he was, goes all the way to Sam, who's in this military hangar, just to give him crap about it. Because he is upset. He's telling him, like, how could you do this? You knew what Steve, you knew Steve wanted that for you. He believed in you to have this, right? Where they start arguing, and, you know, he's, Sam's just like, I'm at work. If you want to yell at me, yell at me after, because I have something more important. Where he tells Bucky about the guy who beat up Torres, saying he's strong, really strong. Which, he says a funny quote, he's like, alright, he's like, alright, Bucky, it's one of the big, we don't know if it's one of the big three. Bucky's like, what do you mean, the big three? He goes, androids, aliens, or wizards. He's like, what the hell do you mean? Sam replies with, well, every time we go out to battle, it's either aliens, androids, or wizards. Which Bucky replies with, he's like, there is no wizards. He's like, what, you think you're fighting Gandalf? Which Falcon says, how do you know about Gandalf? Bucky replies, I read the book when it came out in 1937, the first time. And uh, which is very funny not because we sometimes forget that Bucky's like 110 or 100 something years old because he was, you know, he's from <laughs> World War II, same as Steve. But then he they proceed to go on a little banter where he's like, there's no wizards. He's like, Doctor Strange, he's a sorcerer. Sam goes, ah, sorcerers are wizards without hats. But uh, they find out where these people are. And this is where you kind of see the first real entanglement between the two, right? Because Sam isn't an assassin, which Bucky is, but he's no longer, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't want to be known as an assassin, but he has the skills, and we all know that. So, you know, one Falcon is like, no, we should stay back and do some reconnaissance to actually see what's going on. Whereas Bucky's like, no, I see them, I know how to take them out, I have a vibranium arm, I could literally take these guys out if I want to. They argue... And uh, they find what seems to be a hostage in one of the back of the semis. And uh, first thought I had when it took off, I was like, well, no matter how fast they go in that big semi, Bucky can keep up with them. We've clearly seen Bucky, Black Panther, and Captain America running. Bucky was outrunning Black Panther. Black Panther was outrunning Captain America, all while running 75 miles an hour, which I think Cap was running 75. So from the distance they had, I want to say about 75, 75, 75. They're all running about the same, like, speed and just kept it going. But long story short, you know, about 30 seconds to a minute, I want to say, took place. And we see Bucky jump onto the back of the semi. Like, he was hauling ass 
and he, you know, opens the door, finds the girl, and he's like, hey, yeah, there's a girl in here, and she just, I don't know what she did, I don't know if she kicked him or punched him, because we didn't get to see it, but he comes flying out, slams into the semi, grabs with his vibranium arm, and just goes, shit, like, they swear a lot more in this, which is kind of nice and relieving, because that's kind of like, it feels like it fits, but a whole fight goes down where Bucky is starting to get beat up because he realizes how strong these like people are because you know they're super soldiers. They find out like you know they put two and two together. They're, uh, they're super soldiers. Well, the new Captain America shows up with his buddy, and you know they're fighting, doing whatever. They get beat up pretty good. They uh, Bucky gets saved by Falcon when he's hanging off the edge of a semi, and almost falls because the guy kicking him can't break his arm obviously, but he's breaking what's uh bucky's holding on to so he's getting closer and closer to the ground and you know he doesn't want to get run over by a semi so sam swoops in grabs him they barrel roll a bunch last but not least that captain america shoots somebody i don't think he killed the guy but he shot him which you know cap doesn't use guns his buddy gets thrown off he saves him and then he gets kicked off so long story short they get beat up pretty good Everyone's, you know, licking their wounds, and they have a whole interaction with each other where Bucky basically tells them to piss off, and Falcon's like, yeah, you're just trying to use us. You don't want to do what's good. You're trying to do the mission. You want to help the you want to help the government, not the people. That's not what Cap does. Well, they try to figure out everything, you know, like all those super soldier serum and all this, where it's coming from, and Bucky tells Falcon or Sam that there's someone he wants him to meet, and this is the part that absolutely blew my mind is when they introduced Isaiah Bradley. For some of you who do not know Isaiah Bradley, Isaiah Bradley was the Captain America after Steve Rogers was frozen. He is the first black Captain America. And, you know, he was deemed a hero. He was fighting wars. In this story, he went to Korea during the Korean War and he ripped off half of uh, Bucky's arm. And apparently beat the hell out of him, too. Like, just beat the piss out of him. And we find out that, like, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. So his grandson is like, oh, you know, leave. But then Bucky says, oh, tell him the guy from the bar in Myong, Myang? Or Magong? I apologize if I'm butchering these names. I'm not Korean. And he goes, tell him that. He knows what it means. Well, Isaiah's uh, grandson tells him to come in. And Isaiah basically says, I either wanted to see if he grew his arm back or if he was here to kill me. Bucky says, you know, I'm not here to kill you. And Sam is like, why is this guy here? And he goes, what do you mean you guys fought? And he starts putting two and together. As soon as Isaiah starts getting mad because he no longer wants to talk about it, because we find out he was put in jail for 30 years where they ran tests on him. They kept messing with him, messing with his life. Because in the comics, no one knew Isaiah was black until one day the mask kind of like ripped off or got burned off and they found he was black. So they put him in jail for 30 years just for being black. And after he gets mad, he grabs a tin can and throws it, and it gets stuck into a wall. Sam puts two and two together. He's a super soldier. Because also, Bucky said there's people like you and I out there. And we find Isaiah Bradley just does not want to live that life anymore. He's pissed off because his country turned his back on him. Well, Sam gets absolutely irate. Because he's like, there's been a, there's been a black Captain America that no one ever mentioned, no one ever talked about. He's like, what the hell is that about? And as they're arguing, these cops start kind of racially profiling Sam. Which Bucky notices, and he's like, all right, you know, leave him alone, right? And they're treating him kind of poorly until one of the cops notices they're Avengers. 
So then they said, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, yeah. And Sam's pissed off about that. And we find out the reason why Bucky never told him, not even Cap. He didn't even tell Cap about Isaiah. Is because Bucky believed that Isaiah has already been through enough trauma and had enough shit on his plate. To the point where he doesn't want to make Isaiah's life worse. So towards the end here, Bucky gets uh, arrested because he missed his therapy. Now that therapist, that's his agreement because he got pardoned by the president from all of his tragedies and stuff he did while he was being brainwashed. So in order to keep those things pardoned, he has to keep going to therapy on time. Well, he missed it because, you know, he was helping Sam because he got pissed off, you know, and wanted to shield back. He gets let out by the new Captain America. They talk to each other, and he still doesn't like him. They look at each other. The new Captain America and Bucky just go head-to-head all the time, right? And we learn that his buddy's name is Battlestar. That's like the new Captain America psychic, right? Well, the new Captain America basically told him, stay out of my way, where they just kind of snickered at him, kept walking. Well, at the end, they need to find someone who knows about Bucky's people because Isaiah says, your people still get to live happy while I'm here. Sam, or no, Bucky was like, yeah, you know, that that saying of uh, your people really got to me, where Sam's like, he doesn't mean it like that. He goes, he meant Hydra. Sam was assuming, you know, he's like, white people. No, no. He's like, no. What you What he meant was Hydra, right? So the ending here is we find out that they're going to meet Zemo because he knows everything about Hydra because he is Hydra. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's Boren Zemo. That's that's the son, I want to say. But anyways, that's where the episode kind of leaves off where it kind of like, like goes into uh, his cell at the end, like where he is. And he's just kind of there being pissed off you know like that's just who he is so he's like yeah sure whatever and he just is there like he's looking at the wall and then you just kind of see his head perk up like he knows someone's there but uh yeah it's just it's actually just crazy it really is crazy so overall it's been a really good like series and i really want to see what they do with him and like just where it goes from there because so far it's it's super super good i would highly suggest it and everything like that and so far i just feel like they're gonna we're gonna see us agent where they're i feel like they're gonna steal that just you know, at one point at least bucky is in falcon actually i can see falcon stealing it and they blame bucky just to find out sam's the one who stole it but overall, I'm super excited for this series because WandaVision was great. And so far, this is really good because I really like what Marvel's doing where they give you a character and they really flesh it out. They really answer a lot of questions or get stuff cleared up right away because these are only like 10 episodes and one season too. They get one season, 10 episodes long, that's it. That's all you get. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about the first two episodes. And uh, I would like to say thank you very much for joining me on another episode of the Queuing Up Podcast. I would highly recommend this series if you liked WandaVision or if you liked any other Marvel like movie or cinema. It's This is really good because it really dives deeper into the characters both as themselves and after the five years they were gone. Like the repercussions they have to come up with. 
So thank you so much once again. Appreciate the support. You know, it's always great talking about these things. I really like talking about it, like the superheroes, the anime games. Like you guys really don't understand what it's like seeing that some people actually listen to this. And sure, it's not a lot, but hey, I'll take what I can get. And I just hope that it's enjoyable and that you're actually, you know, having fun with these, you know, actually giving thought to it. So with that, uh, I'll catch you in the lobby the next time you decide to queue up.